Hey guys. Hey, what's up? It's Brooke and Alyssa here. The Diet Riot Podcast coming at you with episode eight, nine. I don't know. We're back at you. It's another episode. We're almost in double digits. We're so close. We'll know that one for sure. It's either eight or nine. You You can count. We have faith in you that you can count how many episodes this has been. Let us know. Email us. (laughs) You don't know what order we're releasing these, so. Yeah, exactly. That makes a difference. Today we're talking about picky eating. Specifically in children. Yes. But, you know, Although there's a lot of adults who so probably need to hear adults. this. Girl. Like. <laughs> Maybe it's your spouse or your roommate. <laughs> oh, someone you cook for. That sucks. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law, she might hate me for sharing the story, but she dated this guy who was the pickiest eater in the world. All he would eat was pizza. So every time Josh and I were going to hang out with them, we would eat before we'd go because we're like, otherwise we're eating pizza. Otherwise it's just pizza. Again. And who can Pizza's get sick good. of pizza? I didn't think I could, but it turned out that it did. <laughs> Love you, Sarah. Wow. But still, so picky eating can affect all of us in some way, but we're specifically going to be talking about infants, toddlers kind of age. Um, but yeah, I guess some of these things could really totally apply to adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take it with whatever you need from it. But yeah, so basically I think the first thing, the like most important thing if you only take away this, from the entire thing is you just have to keep offering like you over just have to keep putting over. it on their plate it's okay if they don't eat it put it on their plate yeah i think the biggest thing is that the kid or adult whoever the picky eater is <laughs> they have to taste it yeah even if they taste it and spit it out or yeah. even if they taste it and take one bite and they say i don't like it and that's it just tasting it will change your taste buds i think Back in nutrition education, this was, you know, six, seven years ago, I think that they said that we had to try something like 20 or 30 times. Yeah. It's 10 to 15 times for a kid to like the food, Mm -hmm. 20 times for it to become a favorite. 20 plus. So it's like 10 to 15 plus or 20 plus to love it. So 10 or 15 times. That's a lot of times, guys. So don't give up. Just because you're like, oh, my kid doesn't like... um, broccoli right we'll try offering that to them cooked and then try it raw and then try it with ranch and then yes. try it with cheese like you can try it in other ways yep chop it up really small and put it in a soup or chop it up really small and put it with rice there's so many different ways to try it and introduce it to them mm-hmm. without them getting tired of it mm-hmm. also don't do it like every night like don't serve broccoli every night 10 or 15 times in a row. Right. Mix Try it, it once a week. Yeah, something like that. And praise them when they actually taste it. So well, even if they taste it and eat yeah, a bite, praise totally. them for trying it. Yeah, I think like giving them, it depends how old your kid is. So you don't want to give like infants too much attention around what they're eating because then they're going to learn. So this is the tricky thing with kids is that they're super way too smart for their own good. They are. And they learn like, oh, mom and dad's happy when I do this so I can make them mad by not doing it. And then they try to get positive and negative both if they're not getting enough attention one way or the other. So you do have to be careful. Like now with Aiden, it's I can talk to him about it. I can be like, oh, I'm really proud of you for trying that new food. That was really brave of you. And I think that'd be totally fine. 
But had he been younger and praised too hard or pushed too hard, that's where they just start to like kind of do the mm-hmm. exact opposite because they're freaking toddlers and that's what they do. They're so, monsters yeah. at that age. So my big piece of advice is literally not to react one way or the other. Like yeah. do not have anything on your face to say that you're happy that they tried it or disappointed that they didn't. Like don't and don't do the mom guilt trip of Mom worked so hard to make this dinner for you. Can you please try it? That is not, that is literally going to put your kid, you're guilt tripping the crap out of them around food, which is going to turn real ugly for you when they're older. Mm-hmm. But you're also like teaching them that, teaching them that being polite at their own expense is something that you should always be doing. Sometimes it's necessary, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's not. And it's okay if your kid doesn't like something or doesn't agree with something. And this might be something that Brooke and I disagree on. But at least with Aiden now, it's like, I want him to enjoy food guilt-free and not worry about, oh, am I pleasing my mom? Or am I trying to make her angry? Like, he can Mm -hmm. go either way depending on the night. So I try really hard not to react to pretty much anything. Yeah. Well, I think the hard thing with a lot of parents is they will offer their child a food once. Yes. And then they'll give up. They'll just totally. say, oh, my kid doesn't like it. Yeah. They won't try again. Um, the other thing that I see frequently that I kind of cringe at is they'll say, oh, well, for my husband and I, we're going to make broccoli with our chicken. Yes. But we're not even going to offer the broccoli totally. for our infant or our toddler. Instead, we're going to give our toddler mac and cheese. Yes. And chicken nuggets because they like that (laughs) and I want them to eat and they'll make a completely different meal for their child. Do not be a short order cook. Do not. Well, no, nobody has time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) And that's just teaching your kid, A, they get what they want. Yes. Oh, right. Bratty McBratsters are going to happen. But also, they're never going to be exposed to new things. They're not going to be trying new foods. And you as a family should all be enjoying the same meal. Now, maybe part, you know, even like my husband, gosh, I'm trying to think of cantaloupe. My husband doesn't like cantaloupe. I still buy cantaloupe because I love it. Aiden Mm -hmm. loves it. So I, and I'm in charge, you know, I'm in charge here. So I buy cantaloupe and I still put it on the table and whoever wants them can have some. If he doesn't eat it, no skin off my nose. It's fine. Well, and there's probably other fruit that he can eat if he wants it. Yeah. But everyone should be eating as a family. That's where your kids learn Mm -hmm. what maybe they like and don't like. They see mom and dad trying it and they go, oh, I can eat that too. They feel empowered because they're given the same foods as their parents. Mm -hmm. They feel like every little kid wants to feel like a grown up. Every little kid wants to be treated older than they actually are. And Mm -hmm. that's part of, like, that's a good way to do that for them is, hey, I trust you enough with food. Hey, I trust you enough with knife skills. Not talking about an infant here, but with Aiden, we give him his own butter knife. We're right there next to him, but he likes feeling empowered. He likes feeling in control. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much of that that's so important. So do not be a short order cook don't they're never gonna learn they're never gonna be in a situation I mean it sounds really harsh but your kid is gonna be hungry enough if they're refusing to eat lunch and then you feed dinner and it's something else they quote-unquote don't like yet if they're hungry enough they'll eat it and that's where the tasting Mm -hmm. like okay now they've tried it now they know that they can tolerate it or they like it or they'll try it again next time they're not so afraid of it so it's, it sounds mean. It sounds like you're starving your kid. You're not starving your kid. You're giving them the opportunity to eat. Mm-hmm. If they choose not to eat, that's okay. Well, totally and, fine. you know, like, let's say your lunch or dinner, it has, let's say it's like a meat, a vegetable, and like rice. Like, mm-hmm. let's say that for lunch, the kid doesn't like that sort of meat. 
maybe just like try throwing a few seasonings on there. Mm-hmm. So theirs is maybe a little different. Right. Or like melt some cheese on yes. it. You know, you can like add Dipping. stuff to it. Totally. Yeah. Add some ranch. Like, yeah. you know, so you can add some like condiments or yeah. something to make theirs a little different. But Not if, like a whole meal. Right. Yeah. But if they they really went to town on the rice that lunch, okay. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, they ate something that the family was eating. Yeah. And then hopefully for dinner, they'll actually eat more vegetables. Yeah. And I know that it can be, I know, I have a three-year-old. I know that it can be super tempting to bribe them or to tell Mm -hmm. them, um, like, just, um, what am I trying to think of? We just, I just tapped into it and then I forgot. But basically, like, bribing your kids or telling them how many bites they have to eat, like, it'll even out. I know you care for your kid. I know you love them and you want them to grow and be strong and you know, you know what food can do for you. And so you want that for your kid too. But really all you're doing is you're creating a divide with your kid that this is another battle you can have with them. And -hmm. it's really not take yourself out of the battle, serve the food, walk away. If they push it away, if they decide not to eat it, I'm, I would say probably two times a week. And my son's not a picky eater, but two times a week, I bet he pushes away whatever I feed him for dinner and eats like the fruit or something on the side or drinks his milk. And then he has to stay at the dinner table with us. That's part of dinner time. He doesn't have to eat, but mm-hmm. it, we sit at the table as a family. And eventually he pulls it and eats it. Or we'll be like, hey, are you all done? Because if you're all done, I'm going to eat that portion because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm still hungry. And if we're going to go get seconds, I'm going to eat off his plate first so we don't waste mm-hmm. it. And usually that gets him to be like, no, 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 I'm going to eat it. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. he starts eating it. And it's not a threat. I'm not, this is not a false threat. This is legitimately like, hey, I finished my meal. I want more. If you're mm-hmm. not going to eat that, I'm going to eat it. And right. that's something we do along all right. our family. So I'm not sure what that's doing to him psychologically long term, but it works. <laughs> we do that. I mean, yeah. we do that with just each other. Exactly. So sure. Yeah. Well, do, so do you have him try, try everything on his plate? I, so I, I, it's hard to know how much is him and how much is us. I've never had to. Okay. I've never had. That's good. Yeah. He tries stuff. And I think the biggest thing is we always sit down together. Yeah. And as a meal. And he sees you guys eating. Yes. We always have the same plate. Our plates look really similar. I don't make his super different looking. So mm-hmm. when he sees my plate, he can identify it, that it's the same. Right. It's probably I, cut up differently and all that. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, really, I cook, I said this in one of the other episodes, but I cook kind of like all in one meals. I don't do like so much of the meat, vegetable, mm-hmm. starch. So usually it's cut up small enough. So ours looks so similar. And now at least three, his choking hazard has gone right, down. Right, right. So yeah, you're not changed. too concerned. But yeah. he can identify it. So he can see that mom's eating the roasted broccoli. And I'm not making a big deal about it. I just like roasted broccoli, so I'm eating it. And then he eats it. So, so if he were to say that he didn't like something, would you say, oh, like, let's put some seasoning on her? Do you want ketchup with it? Or do you want sauce That's with it? That's a good it? question. I have, you know, no, no. I normally don't. I just go, okay, you don't have to eat yeah. it. That's how I say it. Every time he's like, I don't like this, I go, okay, yeah. you don't have to eat it. Don't worry well, about it. Well, you're pretty fortunate that he's not picky, yes. but if, if like, parents have kids who are doing this every meal, yeah. every single food, yeah. then that may be something to start trying. Is, yeah, I do think because I started young with, like, yeah. doing all these tips that we're going to talk about today, he's not picky. I do think that has a big Oh, I think a it. lot of it is your first six months Experiences of, with food. Well, your first, like... You know, roughly around six months of age is when you introduce solids, and then right. you know up till that year. I think that that is a really crucial time, totally, to get their taste buds. And so, if you can 
give them a variety of foods Mm -hmm. between six months and a year old, a variety of fruits and vegetables, they're going to typically be less picky. Not always. Right. Not always. But I do think there's, there's something to be said about the emotion behind feeding your kid. Mm -hmm. Your kid picks up on that. They know that you're stressed about them eating. They know that you're worried about it or happy about it or sad about it or frustrated or that is something where parents get, I feel like, the most frustration with mm-hmm. a toddler or, a, or an infant is around the dinner table, around eating. You don't get frustrated at your kid when they can't sit up on their own at two and a half months. Right, or they're you talking. Yeah, like, or you're like, like, oh, your speech is not up to par with your brothers <laughs> at that totally. age. Or you don't like... Well, maybe some parents do, but... <laughs> That's true. Don't be those parents. <laughs> um, or like reading a book at night. You don't get frustrated when they don't want to read at night. They don't want, mm-hmm. You don't get frustrated when they don't want to do certain things. As much. I mean, maybe a little bit. You don't get as emotionally invested, I think, as a parent typically um, than when you do when it's food. Um, So I think just being careful with how emotional you are around their eating. I know you care for them, but they will regulate. Your kids are born to be Mm -hmm. intuitive eating. We talked about this, like a nursing baby will turn their head when they're dead. Mm -hmm. Same thing. If you let that intuitive intuitive eating behavior continue, they'll do that as toddlers too. Right. Are you done when they're done? The other thing to go with the intuitive thing, they are great intuitive eaters. However, there's t- two things that I've seen um, that really forces kids to not be hungry at mealtimes. And that is if you are giving them too many snacks, like mm-hmm. too many unhealthy snacks between meals. Totally. Then healthy snacks, yeah. Yeah, then the child legitimately isn't hungry for lunch. So I think that is one thing that you have to be careful about not giving your kid too many snacks. Totally. Because then they won't eat. Another thing I saw all the time at my last job was milk. So not yes. that milk's a bad thing for a child to have. Right. However, I had some one-and-a-half-year-olds who would drink 40 ounces of whole milk a day. And the mom would come in to me and say, why isn't my kid eating? Why are they so picky? Yep. Well, (laughs) I can't even drink 40 ounces of whole milk a day. I would be like in the bathroom or throwing up. Like, so you have to also look at like, if, if your kid is, if you're complaining that your kid is a picky eater, we have to like look at the whole, um, the whole situation because if they are drinking a ton of juice or a ton of milk, yeah, or they're eating crackers meals, twenty minutes before their meal, right? Then yeah. they're genuinely not going to be hungry, and you cannot get mad at them. No, I mean they're not hungry. You right. can't force a kid to eat when they're not hungry. That, so um, that's a big yeah, thing. You're so right. That reminded me. I wanted to look this up. Is Ellen Satter the oh, yeah. division of responsibility? So so important for parents to know mm-hmm. around feeding. What's your responsibility as the parent? Oh, yeah, and what's, what's theirs? The kids yeah. So I wanted to read that. So it's from ellensatterinstitute.org. Super great resource for parents to look just at how feeding your toddler should mm-hmm. look like um, and, and infants as well. So here's your responsibility as a parent um, with feeding your toddlers or your kids. The parent is responsible for what, when, and where the child eats. The child is in charge of how much and whether. Mm-hmm. So like you said... You're in charge of when to provide milk. You're in charge of when to provide snacks. Typically, it's not a great idea to provide snacks within an hour of a mealtime for mm-hmm. a toddler. That's what I find with my kids. Well, yeah, they're not. their stomachs aren't very big. Yeah, they're not going to be. And it's the same with us. If I were to eat a snack right before dinner, I wouldn't eat my dinner. 
Now, there's extenuating circumstances, you know, for sure. But just in general, you're in charge of what, when, and where, and the child is responsible for how much and whether. Mm-hmm. So that means that the pressure is now off you, mama. Like, you literally, like, have no pressure. You feed them food at an appropriate time, an appropriate type of food, and it's their choice whether or not they're going to eat it and how much of it they're going to eat. And then, like we talked about in a previous podcast, let's say for dinner they say, Mom, I'm not hungry. Yes. Okay, that's fine, especially if they, like, tried a few things on their plate. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay, you tried some things. Um, but if they, an hour later, are complaining about being hungry, then you need to offer them the same food yeah. for dinner. Right. Because they're so smart. They're yes. just going to know, oh, well, if I, if I don't like dinner tonight, I'm just going to tell my mom and dad I'm not hungry. But they're going to give me crackers and cookies yeah. an hour later. Right. So then now their dinner is crackers and cookies. Mm-hmm. So you're in control yes. of what they're eating, when, and, you know, like the meal time. So, yeah, pay attention to that. And I think, too, we talked about this as well on another podcast where it's like, if your kid says they're not hungry for a meal, they skip it, that's fine. Like, they'll probably eat more the next meal. Or if they mm-hmm. don't, that's okay, too. They might be getting sick. They know, might not be feeling super well. Look at it as a whole over, like, a week. You know, it's not day by day. Toddlers are better intuitive eaters by us, than us by so much because they literally don't know what a regimen is. They don't know what their habits are. So for you and I, I'm an intuitive eater, intuitive eater but there are certain times where I'm eating out of habit because mm-hmm. this is what I have for lunch. This is the time I eat. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have to step back and be like, wait, why am I eating? I'm not even hungry. Oh, because right. it's noon and I think it's lunchtime. They don't have that quite yet. So you have to... You have to let them be. So if they're not hungry, that's okay. But like mm-hmm. Brooke said, if they're hungry an hour later and they just weren't hungry when they fed when you fed them, make sure it's an appropriate time to eat. Give them back the food that they pushed away before. Mm-hmm. That's their choice. And that's what I tell my son all the time. It's your choice. If you're not hungry, that's fine. It's not. But it's if your you're choice. hungry, you're eating. Yeah. Like I'm not making you A mac whole and new cheese. Meal. No. Because mm-hmm. you right. didn't want. Yeah. What was for dinner? And if they and this is like. Let your kids be intuitive and let them like what they like. And if they like mac and cheese, don't deprive them of it. It's not it's not an unhealthy choice. It's not something that's probably going to do well for them every day. No, but if right. they say like one night, let's say Aiden didn't want his food, he pushed it away and he later asked for mac and cheese. That night I'd say, no, this is your dinner. You have leftovers. If you're hungry, you can eat this. I'll make you mac and cheese another time this week when it fits into the family meal. Yeah, plan. like Thursday we'll have mac and yeah, cheese. Yeah, another day. It's not depriving them of it. It's not acting like they're never going to have it again in their life. But this is what mom made. <laughs> this is what Well, we're and then have. they learn that just because they ask for something, does it doesn't mean that mom's just going to, like, whip that up. Exactly. That moment. But, yeah. yeah, I like that idea of just, like, you know what? That's a good idea for later this week. Let's totally. make that tomorrow night. And you want to incorporate your kids as much as you can in the kitchen. So you want, like... You, it would be my dream if my kid could help me with meal planning. If anyone could help me with meal planning, that'd be great. But right. it'd be nice to have his help. Um, they eat better when they're involved in the picking process, the grocery shopping process. The um, cooking process is a big one. So obviously with infants, this changes a little bit um, for safety and whatnot. But as soon as they're old enough to walk and stand, they can sit up on the counter or they can stand up in a stool and help you mix things, stir things, um, spread things out if you're baking them or, you know, obviously st- probably stay away from knives until they're at least like two, two and a half, depending on how agile they are. But there's a lot of things that they can help. Peel the banana, peel 
um, some other sort of fruit, pour the milk. These are skills that A, they're going to need, but B, I guarantee you, you'll see your kids being more involved in what they're eating and actually taking more bites if they're involved in the process of it. So don't be afraid of letting them help. Yes, it's going to take you longer, mom. Yep, it's absolutely going to take you way longer, be probably more annoying and a bigger mess, but you're teaching your kid lifelong skills and you're taking away a lot of their picky eating that may follow them into the rest of their life. So yeah, I think that's like a big one for me is incorporating your kid, like letting your kids come. The farmer's market is a really fun place mm -hmm. for them to go. They kind of learn where that food's coming from. <laughs> and, um, they get to talk, you know, talk with the farmers, talk about different food items, how to prepare it, what their best choices are or what their best seasonings recommendations are. So I think letting your kid be a part of that whole process or at the grocery store, letting them pick out one or two things that they're interested in. Like my son picked out a mango one day. I have never, ever cut up a fresh oh, mango. They're really hard to cut. They're so hard. I had to like YouTube it. And yes. then I was like, I'm just going to buy it. Yep. Like I YouTube frozen. it too. Yeah. So I've always got <laughs> it either frozen or like pre-cut. Yeah. And so we picked out a whole mango and I was like, practice what you preach. It's practice so what you preach. Yeah. Okay, we'll buy it, sweetheart. And then I had to cut it up. And every day he asked for that mango. And I was like, we only bought two. You're like, we'll buy it for more next yes, time. Exactly. <laughs> we'll spend the extra few but dollars. But he loved it. He, he absolutely it is loved good. It. I mean, I like mango. It's not like my favorite, but it like is a it. lot of work. So, yeah. yeah um, so, another tip, Brooke kind of already touched on this, but introducing a huge variety of foods. Like, this is something that drives me a little crazy with. Um, I think families tend to stick with what they're used to eating mm -hmm. and what's easy because you're already so tired of having a kid. And I get that. I totally understand. But at the same time, you need to be incorporating these new foods into your diet for you, but also for your kid. So I remember mm -hmm. when Aiden was first on like baby led weaning and purees, I bought like ground pork. I had never cooked <laughs> ground pork before, but I knew I wanted to introduce pork to him and ground is the easiest way for baby led right. weaning. So I got ground pork and he loved it. Like, and those are things that you need to introduce young or fish even like, mm -hmm. cause if you try and wait until they're six or seven or 10 or 12 or God forbid an adult, it's really hard to get your, have you ever tried something new you didn't like your whole life? Yeah. It's hard. So I threw up fish sticks oh, in fifth, no. no, in kindergarten. Gross. I, and so from kindergarten until I was 24, I, did not eat seafood of any kind. I did not eat any fish. I just said I hated it. Ooh, because fish sticks are gross. Yeah, and then right when we got married, we went to St. Lucia for our honeymoon, and we had fresh fish mm -hmm. every day, and it was so good. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Now I just spent 20 years, like, not eating fish, out fish, you know, yeah. and seafood. And then I got hooked on sushi. Yep. Um, and so I now like sushi. sushi and fish is like my favorite. Yeah. And so I'm like really bummed that I just had let one experience, yeah. you know, had Especially my parents. Like fish yeah. Fish sticks. sticks. Cause those are, those are kind of gross, but that doesn't. Yeah. So I just told myself that all fish was going to make me ill yeah. and my parents didn't really push me. Right. They would just be like, oh, we'll, we'll make fish and chicken, and then you can choose whatever one you want. Yeah. Which isn't, like, a bad way to go yeah. either. It's just, I wish I wish I would have been forced to, like, try it cooked in different ways. Yeah. You know, fresh. Yeah, fresh. Okay, in my 
elementary school, they had fish sticks and what's the other one? Shoot, 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 shoot. Um, French toast sticks. Oh my gosh, I love no, no, French no, 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 no. toast sticks. Could not tell the difference between them. What? They looked the same, which is so nasty. So sometimes, every once in a while, you're expecting you would... French toast. <laughs> oh yeah, that's disgusting. Fish stick. I can't. Oh. It makes me want to throw up just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, that's not what you want. I specifically remember one time Mm-mm. I had four. Well, I had five sticks on my plate, and one of them was fish, and the other ones were French toast, and I was livid. Livid. Yeah. Oh, they look French so toast gross. is delicious. Yeah, totally different scenario. Anyways, yeah, I had that ex- similar experience with. Um, well, I didn't throw up, but <laughs> similar experience with sweet potato. I saw my grandmother taking like yams out of a can. Oh. Around Thanksgiving, and I was like, "Nope, never eaten that," and literally stayed away from it my whole, my whole life until I was probably twenty four. And then I, like, cooked it for my husband or something, and I was like, I've been missing out my entire life, and now sweet potato is one of my favorite foods. They're so good. So that's super sad. <laughs> so keep trying, and it's a, listen, we're not saying your kid's going to like every food. I don't Sweet. like every food. I hate mushrooms and olives. And anything spicy. And anything spicy. <laughs> I want to like spicy food. I just can't handle yeah. it. I'm such a baby. Um, but olives and mushrooms, I still don't like. And that that's Okay. Oh, Although to be yeah. fair, I need I like to give those. mushrooms another shot because I've only had canned mushrooms. Oh, you gotta Ugh. like just saute them in butter. <laughs> just like I don't know if I can do it. It's pretty good. I've had I've had fresh mushrooms since, but when I was a kid, like when I decided I didn't pasta. like mushrooms. So I had mushroom risotto the other night, like a bite of my husband's, and it was actually really good. So I think like when I, I decided mushrooms. I didn't like mushrooms, I had only had them canned. I've had them fresh since. They're okay. I don't know if they're my favorite. I don't think I've Anyways. ever had mushrooms canned. Don't, do not do it. I mean, I they're won't. They're slimy and yeah. they're wet and they're yeah, moist. I, I mean, they're All a the little slimy words. fresh too. Yeah. Oh. So it's okay if your kid legitimately doesn't like something, but give them the option. Don't make that choice for them by not offering it. And if, if you're like, oh, my kid doesn't like something, okay, think about their lifetime and how many times they've been offered it. If they've yeah. only been offered it Four three times, times yeah. in their life. Okay, then you need to keep offering it. Right. If you've offered it to them 50 times and they <laughs> legitimately don't like it, then that's that's yeah. fine. They've also, at least tried it. Be careful with your words, too. Your kids put a lot of stock in what you say. So if you're telling someone else, oh, they don't like green beans, oh, they don't like avocado, they hear that. And they just they assume then that. they're going to never like it. Yeah. It's like something you hear someone else say about anything else, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not good at basketball. You're going to be like, oh, well, they don't think I'm good at basketball. I'm probably not good at basketball. It's like... You internalize that. So be very careful about what you say around them. Um, that's good or bad, anything like that. Just just think about letting them continue their intu- intuitive eating, what they were born with to do, and stepping out of that space. Because remember, your job is mm-hmm. when, where, and what. So yeah. um, I've got so many things on this list. Having a toddler really helps. <laughs> but um, yeah, we kind of already talked about that. Oh, this is, let them have their food jags. So we talk, I did learn this in school, but like letting them, if they have like a hankering or like a, a, they call it a food jag, but basically if they only want a peanut butter sandwich every day for lunch and you're off, you're saying, what do you want for lunch? And they say peanut butter sandwich every day. That's okay to let them have the same food. Well, I do that. Yeah. And maybe like mix up different sides with it. Totally. You know, to say like, oh yeah, but you're going to have a fruit with it. Yeah. What fruit do you want? Yeah. 
you know, so that they still like have a choice in what fruit or vegetable yes. they're getting with it, but that you're still, that they're still getting it like a fruit or a vegetable. Yeah. I think, um, letting them experience that. I mean, I feel like I do that even as an adult, like I'll go through periods where I just like love, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I can say. Oh, like sweet potatoes recently because of Thanksgiving. Oh I've been, gosh, I've yeah. been cooking a sweet potato for lunch with just like butter and cinnamon and pecans like mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so just good. so good, but eventually I'll get over it and move right. on. So let them go through that phase. I mean, still keep in mind, don't be a short order cook. Mm-hmm. But if that's a snack that they keep asking for repeatedly, that's okay to give them the same thing over and over again. So, but do model good behavior, you know, have different snacks for yourself. Don't use food as a bribe people. Like I know it's really tempting to say if you eat all of your burger, you eat all of your salmon, you can have ice cream. Don't let them connect those two things because mm-hmm. all that that really instills in them is ice cream's the good food and I have to eat this bad food to get to the good food. Right. It's just food. <laughs> well, and like the ice cream thing, it can just be like randomly once a week yeah. of, oh, we're going to have ice cream Well, again, tonight. you get to decide when you offer it. Yeah. So sometimes I'll say that, I'll say to Aiden, oh, we're having ice cream tonight after dinner. And just knowing that he has ice cream, sometimes he eats more, sometimes he eats less. It doesn't matter. He still gets ice cream. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't offer ice cream every night. If he asks for it, if it's an appropriate time, like not after he's brushed his teeth, I'll say, sure, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I also control how much I give him. Right. If he asks for more, food. that's fine. Yeah. But I do, um, I do pay attention to how he's eating during the night. And sometimes if he happens to be eating more, I'll offer a dessert. I don't verbalize that to him. I don't say, because you ate so well, we're going to have dessert. Mm -hmm. I literally am just like, I think we should make brownies tonight. What do you think? You know, Mm -hmm. just like random. So keep it fun. Be able to have that fun with them, even if they don't eat a great dinner. It's okay. It all evens out, I promise you. If you take sweets and desserts and anything else similar to that off the table as being a reward or something special that they only get once in a while or they only get if they do well or they do good, if you take that away and make it all equal, they're going to want it less. <laughs> right. They're actually yeah. not going to care as much about it if they get it often or if they feel like they could have it, have it often mm-hmm. or they don't have to earn it. We don't like to earn stuff. Yeah. Growing up, we always, that was like the only thing that was like the dessert that was always, there was always vanilla ice cream in the freezer. Yeah. Always. And I mean, I went through periods where I literally had like a little scoop every night, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I was like 15, 16, um, but it was fine because I knew it was there if I wanted it, but then there would be months where I wouldn't touch it. And so I just knew, oh, yeah. it's there if I need it, if exactly. I want it, but. And that's really what it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to say, so around kind of play, so food should be a fun experience for them. Let them play with their food. It'll be messy, especially with infants or toddlers. They're going to get messy anyway. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I mean, don't let them like throw the food at people or anything like that. Or at the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) he cleans it up, but like, let them smush it between their fingers. Let them squish it on their face. Let them play with it, lick it, touch it, put it on their nose, wipe it on a paper towel, whatever they want to do to kind Mm -hmm. of experience it. It's a whole experience. They're not being, um, they're not being rude. They're trying to figure out what food you just fed them. Right. And how to eat it. Yeah. They're trying to figure out if they like it. They're getting a sense of taste, a sense of touch, um, you know, smell, all those things. Eyesight. So, or seeing it. So there's so many textual, textual, textural things that goes along with eating. So let them experience it. Let them play. 
Um, also finger foods for little kids. Anytime that let them be self-reliant, like don't sit there and feed them. I mean, obviously with infants you have to, but with when they start to become toddlers, let them feed themselves. Cut their sandwich into strips so they can pick it up easier. Um, you know, do baked potato or baked potato fries instead of wedges or instead of halves or something like that so that they can be independent. They're going to, I mean, just think about literally as an adult, if Brooke was eating, feeding me my salad, I'd be so like, no, thanks. I'm good. That's enough. Like you wouldn't eat as much as you could just feed yourself. Mm -hmm. They're going to be more interested and feel more in control. And when you give that control to them, they're going to want to eat more. I mean, they're really going to feel like empowered. So give your kid that option. The other thing that I have that I've always, A, loved because I'm a dietitian, I love food, but also because I think it's really healthy for Aiden is we play with healthy foods and like play foods all the time. So he makes like, he'll make us pancakes on his little kitchen stove or we have like a watermelon that he can cut up with like a fake knife or whatever. And then we have um, books about food and where it comes from and like Mm -hmm. farming. So I think experiencing food away from the dinner table is really important too. They learn a ton. You get to teach them. It's like fun play. And then kids, like at least with my kid, you always see it like a day or two later pop up. So we'll play with his watermelon cutting toy. And then two years later, I want watermelon because it's sunk in. You know, Mm -hmm. he's played with that food. He's experienced it a little bit more, even though it's a wooden watermelon. (laughs) Right. So I think playing. um, Oh, yeah. I want to say don't be afraid of spices and flavorings. Yeah, and if they don't like a specific spice, then just don't put it on. Um, maybe wait to season, like, yeah, that seasoning or, like, pull some aside for them and then right. put the seasoning on. Like, if it's something spicy and, like, mm-hmm. you and your husband or spouse like spicy things, but your kid doesn't, which a lot of kids don't, yeah, pull some aside for them first. Yeah. And I don't think... season it or just season it with, like, salt and pepper. Yeah, I think, so what we've done with Aiden is we slowly have introduced spice and seasonings with him because you don't want to give them chicken for the first time with sriracha on it because then Mm -hmm. they're going to think all chicken is spicy. But what I'm saying is once they get a little older, like Aiden's age now, we'll say, hey, do you want this spicy? We have it spicy. Do you want it spicy? Mom and dad are going to have, well, dad is going to have it a little spicy. And he'll be like, oh yeah, I want spicy. So I'll make it a little spicier for him. Mine is usually not spicy, so he can always have mine if he doesn't like it. But I, I don't want you to be afraid of teaching them what different flavorings are and different spices. Maybe don't do it the first few times, but eventually incorporate it so that they know what's out there and know what foods can taste like. Um, and again, keeping that from them is just depriving them of it. And, and then they're never really going to get to know what food can really be. <laughs> so um, I think overall, have fun with it. Encourage play. Do something, like I remember with Aiden, we would cut his little fruit into really fun shapes for him to look at. Um, I thought that was really fun. Use dips. Kids love Mm -hmm. to be able to dip their food. Ranch, cheese, hummus, ketchup. Um, Little, like, we did this with Aiden. His stuffed animals would sit at the table and we'd fake feed them the food. Um, Puppet shows, (laughs) like make your food into puppets, walk it around. Just have fun with it. Be loose. Be super, super patient. Remember, it takes over 20 times for it to become a favorite. And if you're not sure how many times you've offered it, keep track. And if you're not sure and you already started, keep offering. Keep offering. Uh Just, it could take more than 20. Who knows? You know, sweet potatoes took me 24 years. So, 
Um, and yeah, just take some pressure off yourself. You're doing probably a great job. You just need to pay attention to your kid. Take the pressure off the table. Don't force them. Don't bribe them. Don't beg them. Let it be on their terms how they want it. So, and this start. This is easiest when start at a young age, like six months like old. Six months old. Um, when you can incorporate these things going forward. If you already have a three or four year old and you're kicking yourself like, oh my kid's already so picky. How do I undo it? I would highly recommend reaching out to me because <laughs> I can work with you one-on-one with that. Um, my Instagram is at allie.miller.rdn um, and we can kind of work backwards on that because it is kind of a process. But um, I've even fallen down the trap too, especially when I'm with other people who do the like two more bites thing. It is hard for me to go, you can eat as many bites as you want even though Sarah has to have four bites. Like. It is hard, so I've gone down that rabbit hole myself and had to undo a little bit of it, um, but it was super easy because it only happened a few times. So, um, yeah, reach out if you need more help, but basically implementing these rules and telling your kid, being really honest with them, hey, we're going to try something new. It's now your decision how much you eat. It's okay, you know, starting from there and moving forward. So, anyways, thanks for checking in with us, listening to the newest episode. We appreciate having you here. Subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, and hopefully the picky eaters in your life will become a little bit less picky <laughs> after this episode. Yes. Exactly. Or if you are pregnant like me, yep. You, know you get the guinea pig. <laughs> yes. Straight to up. test it out. So I'll Did let you, you I'll let you know how this goes. Yes. With do. my kid. I know, it is hard because I'm like, I know that I've been doing this his whole life. So sometimes I'm like, maybe it's that. And then I'm like, well, it could also just be him as a person. But if you know. have five kids, we'll figure you it out. You don't know that like all of them will be, be that yeah. easy. You I'll, know? I'll keep you guys updated. Yeah. I'll keep you posted. But so far, so good. So um, those are all our tips today. Um, tune in next week for another episode. Thanks for checking in. Our email, if you have any questions or comments, is hello at dietriot.pod. Nope. Our email is hello at dietriotpodcast.com. Our Instagram is at diet.riot.podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or concerns. Rate us well and uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends. That's what we're missing. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Stretching? Yes. I, I don't know if that's from Cycle Bar today. Oh. What? Or you're relaxing. <laughs>